It's the International Soccer Preview. We are Soccer Files Canada. We're looking at World Cup 2026 qualifying in the Asian region. This is round one, the preliminary round. Our seventh pairing is Yemen versus Sri Lanka. Here we go. It's the International Soccer Preview by Soccer Files Canada, Series 21. I'm Kevin, and today, uh, well, we are at the beginning of a massive set of series looking at the World Cup 2026 qualifying. Uh, series 21 will cover three rounds of qualifying for the Asian region, or the AFC, and this is the seventh of ten media casts covering the preliminary round of qualifying. These are the bottom 20 teams in the AFC region playing home and away, the, the 10 winners advancing to the second round. So again, this is set 7 of 10, covering Yemen versus Sri Lanka. And we have been wanting to cover the weaker countries in world soccer because they get so little attention. Uh, most media cast focus on the big teams, but these small teams have an interesting history too. However, some of them never get on the radar because they're often knocked out in early rounds. In addition, they're often hard to separate uh, in the minds of even ardent soccer fans because they just clump into a nebulous category of weak teams at the bottom of the table. So part of the goal here is to make them more distinct. Throughout, we'll be mentioning the teams they beat or the teams that usually beat them. And we name those teams on purpose so that fans can, little by little, build an impression of how strong each team is relative to those around them. At this point, we usually give some information about our past, present, and future media casts. However, we don't want too much information in our introduction here, so we've made a separate media cast that covers what we've been doing recently and what we plan to cover in the next nine months. So that will be published around October 15th, 2023, and can also be found at the uh, addresses that YouTube watchers can see on the graphic here. And we'll also give a link to that in the show notes. All right, but on with the show here. Uh, we will cover the seventh of 10 preliminary uh, pairings. And um, we have three sections. So part one will introduce uh, a bit about the countries competing, their location and population. And part two is the main part of the media cast. We do an overview of each team's history and their recent form. And this series features a deep dive into each team's history in World Cup qualifying. The Asian region is further divided into what we call localities, and they play a big role. So uh, part of that history touches on this often neglected aspect of the uh, team's history. And then part three will be a comparison of the two teams competing in terms of ranking, head-to-head -head record, and odds. And we'll end with a discussion of their prospects and our prediction for this round. Okay, so let's jump into it and begin by looking at our first team, which is Yemen. And uh, before 1990, there was a North Yemen and a South Yemen. Uh, Yemen is considered a continuation of North Yemen, at least in terms of their uh, soccer record. And uh, that information um, 
no, uh, forget that. <laughs> Yemen is located uh, at, uh, south of Saudi Arabia. Uh, it borders Oman to the northeast and Saudi Arabia everywhere else. And in terms of population, it is 34.5 million, making it 44th largest country in the world and the 19th largest country in Asia. Uh, Sri Lanka is a tropical island nation off the southeast coast of the Indian uh, subcontinent. So about 31 kilometers uh, south of India, southeast of India. Uh, the population of Sri Lanka is 21.9 million. So uh, they are 61st in the world and 23rd in Asia. So about 10 million people uh, less than Yemen. Okay, let's get into part two, the uh, main part of the podcast covering the history uh, of the teams, beginning with Yemen and an overview of their participation and strength. And uh, yes, uh, the graphics on the YouTube there uh, are very small, but don't worry, we will uh, look at them uh, one by one. So just in this overview, uh, you can get a sense of their participation and general strength. And uh, Yemen was divided into North and South Yemen until 1990. Uh, the mantle of Yemen followed North Yemen's history, uh, the North being more populated actually, though smaller in size. South Yemen actually entered qualification first in 1976. They otherwise completed uh, only qualifications for the 1986 uh, World Cup and the 1988 Asian Cup. North Yemen entered uh, Asian Cup play in 1984 and World Cup play in 1986. They participated consistently in both, except for missing the 1992 Asian Cup. Uh, Yemen is also part of the West African Football Federation. They are, in fact, one of the original members from 2000, unlike the other Gulf, uh, Gulf nations that joined in 2008. However, uh, Yemen did not participate until 2010, uh, the tournament having started from 2000. Uh, they have participated in three of the four editions since 2010, but didn't enter in 2014. Yemen is also a Gulf nation and was eligible to join the Gulf Cup uh, from its start in 1970. However, they entered only from 2003, uh, though participation has been consistent since then. Finally, they also take part in the Arab Cup. That tournament was an on-again, off-again uh, tournament from, two, uh, from six, 1963, and uh, so were Yemen on again, off again, complete, uh, completing in 1966 qualification for only one of the seven versions until 1998. From 2000, though, they have participated consistently, although there have only been three editions since that time, and we'll take a closer look at those um, uh, a bit later on. In terms of their strength, Yemen is a fourth-tier team. They have had campaigns where they competed with third-tier teams and have even taken points off second- and first-tier teams. But they have never reached a final round of World Cup qualification and only recently reached their first Asian Cup. So at the campaign level, they are fourth-tier, uh, but perhaps at the upper end of that range at the game level. 
Okay, let's uh, zoom in a bit, uh, quite literally, in terms of the graphics, and uh, do an overview of their World Cup history. Uh, North Yemen lost all games in their first two campaigns in 1986 and 1990. But when North and South combined to play simply as Yemen in 1994, they proved competitive. They improved over the next two campaigns to finish second in their qualifying group in 2002, just one point behind uh, the UAE who advanced. But that was as close as they would ever come to reaching the final round. Uh, they declined after that, but their last place finish in 2006 was at least partly a result of the group being much tougher. Nevertheless, they fell in knockout rounds to Thailand and Iraq over the following two campaigns. And in 2018, during a civil war in their country, uh, they were less competitive than usual. In 2022, they returned uh, to earning some game level results, as we will see when we get to the uh, recent um, uh, recent uh, games. Anyway, in both 2018-2020, uh, they finished last in their semi-final group. Okay, on to the uh, regional cup or the Asian cup. They finished, uh, uh, sorry, they first entered the Asian cup in 1984 as North Yemen. And in the World Cup, uh, as in the World Cup, they lost all of their games to finish last in the group. They were, in fact, beaten soundly in all games, even by Pakistan. But if, as in the World Cup, it seemed their strength came when North and South combined, it was not the case here. Uh, still playing under the name of North Yemen, they were competitive in 1988, tying China in their opener and finishing third of six teams. Uh, they did not enter in 1992, and in Asian Cup play at least, were weaker as Yemen than they had been as North Yemen. They returned in 1996, but from then on only earned a smattering of points in each campaign, usually over uh, other fourth-tier or fifth-tier teams, and finishing in the bottom half of the table, except for 2000, where they finished a third of five ahead of very weak teams. 2011 was a bit better, finishing ahead of Bahrain, but they lost all games to them and Malaysia to finish bottom in 2015. Uh, and 2019 uh, brought on a new uh, event in their history, so we will look at that when we get to uh, recent tournaments. Anyway, generally proving a fourth-tier team, uh, particularly in the uh, Asian Cup. Now we take a look at local cups, and it's a little bit complicated because they're part of several groups. Uh, as mentioned, they're an original member of WAF, or the West African Football Federation, but only participated from 2010 onwards. They reached the semi-finals in 2010, which sounds impressive, but actually only entailed a win over Palestine. They did, however, take Kuwait to penalties in the semi-final. However, they have failed to pass the group stage since, uh, not entering in 2014 and losing all games in 2019. Actually, the WAF tournament is uh, recently played only inconsistently. There's only been one edition uh, after 2014. They actually uh, said there was an edition supposed to be played in 2023, but it looks like that's not happening. Uh, perhaps the WAF Cup uh, struggles to complete 
uh, to compete with other cups in the region, the Gulf Cup of Nations. That's a long-standing tournament played consistently from 1970. Uh, Yemen didn't enter the Gulf Cup of Nations until 2003, and are notably, uh, notably weak among the mostly second-tier teams. Uh, they've never passed the group stage of that Gulf Cup. Um, in the Arab Cup, um, they joined, oh, sorry, I'll uh, move the graphics there. They joined only three of the uh, editions. No, they've joined four editions in 1996, uh, 2002, 2012, and 2021. Those last two in 2012 and 21 are the last two editions of the Cup. So you can see that it's kind of uh, very sporadic in terms of uh, how often it's played. However, in 2021, uh, it became a bigger tournament because it was backed by FIFA. So uh, it looks to be a bigger competition going forward. Um, uh, Yemen have been knocked out in the group stage in, in every edition they've joined, except for 2021, where there was a qualifying round and they didn't pass it. Okay, now let's get into our deep dive, the World Cup Finals, and uh, that begins for Yemen in 1986. Um, they lost all games in the three-team uh, three group, and they finished last behind Syria and Kuwait. It was the same in the second edition, where Bahrain withdrew from their group, so making it a uh, three-team group again, and there they finished behind uh, Saudi Arabia and Syria. Uh, however, they proved quite competitive in 1994, finishing third of five ahead of Jordan and Pakistan. Perhaps a stronger team with North and South Korea combining to play as Yemen. The campaign featured a home win over China, spoiling, uh, spoiling China's bid for first place. 1998 was equally good as they finished second of four, a point ahead of Indonesia, who they tied twice. And 2002 was better still, uh, coming as close as they would ever come to the final round of qualification. The group finished with UAE on top, United Arab Emirates with 12 points, and Yemen and India both with 11 and with identical records. Yemen finished second on more goals scored. 2006 seems much weaker as they finished last in the group, but the competition was a lot tougher and they did well at the game level. They beat United Arab Emirates at home for the second tournament in a row and tied North Korea at home and Thailand away. Thailand finished ahead and would get the better of them in the following edition in 2010. Uh, after beating Maldives in the first knockout round, they were bested there by Thailand in the second. Uh, 2014 saw them uh, saw them receiving a bye in the first round, but Iraq proved too strong a team in the second round, although they did earn a home draw as they had against Thailand. They comfortably won a preliminary round in the 2018 edition over Pakistan, but finished last in the subsequent five-team group stage. They earned a win in the Philippines for their only points, but the Southeast Asians were uh, at a good point in their history and finished third. So it was uh, Philippines and Bahrain finishing ahead of them. 
they uh, that they had been in a preliminary in 2018 was a result of a flawed FIFA ranking, which had them among the bottom 12 teams in the region. This was uh, not probably not the case, and they rightly earned a bye in the preliminary round in 2022. So we'll take a look at the 2022 campaign under the recent uh, campaigns. But just to finish that story with the preliminary round. Um, uh, they were the the preliminary round expanded from 12 to 20 teams for the 2026 World Cup, and so they were kind of caught in the net there. Uh, okay, and we do move on to their uh, recent history, and that begins with the 2019 Asian Cup. And uh, 2018 World Cup qualifying made up the first two rounds of qualification, and. Um, uh, despite finishing last in round two, uh, they still had a chance to actually get through uh, to the final round of qualifying. Uh, Asia kind of giving several chances for teams, for the weaker teams to make it. So uh, finishing last in the group didn't advance them. So in round two, B of three, they beat Maldives uh, in both games to earn passage into round three of three. Uh, they went um, undefeated there in round three of three, twice tying the Philippines, but also uh, tying Tajikistan and Nepal once each to finish second and actually advanced to the Asian Cup. It was an impressive, uh, an impressive accomplishment for a team that started ranked one of the 12 weakest teams in the region, although, as we've said, that probably wasn't the case. Anyway, they were well out of their league uh, by the time they got to the tournament. Um, uh, amidst politically tumultuous times in their country, uh, they uh, came into the tournament um, and lost uh, all three games. So beginning with a 5 nothing loss to Iran, a 3 nothing loss to Iraq, and a 2 nothing loss to Vietnam followed. So um, yes, that was probably to be expected, but reaching the tournament was the achievement there. Uh, moving on to their next tournament, that is the West African Football Federation, or WAF Cup, in 2019. And here they beat Lebanon and tied Syria, but lost to Palestine and Iraq to finish third of five in the group stage, and uh, only the top team advanced from that group. And next is another um, more localized tournament. It's the Arab Cup. Uh, in 2021, and uh, there wasn't many teams playing in the preliminary round for that cup, so just the weakest teams, and they were one of them, so they had to play off against uh, Mauritania, and um, those uh, playoff games took place in Qatar, who hosted the tournament, and unfortunately uh, Yemen lost, so they never actually got to the group stage of the tournament. World Cup 2012, they did receive a bye uh, in round one of three this time. And um, in round two of three, they started well with a draw to Singapore and then uh, at home to group winners Saudi Arabia. Uh, they also won at home to Palestine, but uh, fared poorly in the tournament, um, losing all four games and finishing last. Uh, in round two of three. I should have said in the campaign rather than in the tournament. So a uh, pretty good start there, but um, 
finished last. And uh, as we've said, these uh, these two rounds do make up the first two rounds of 2023 Asian Cup qualifying. So we'll get to that shortly. But in between, there was the uh, Gulf Cup of Nations uh, played in Iraq in 2023. And there they also lost all three games to Saudi Arabia, Oman, and the host Iraq. Uh, a, a competitive game in the middle with uh, Oman, where they lost 3-2, but uh, they scored no goals against Saudi Arabia or Iraq. Okay, now here is that Asian Cup 2023 qualifying. So uh, we said they received a bye in the preliminary round. Started with some uh, good games, uh, but lost the last four and finished last in the group behind Singapore. However, the points they earned there uh, were enough to see them as one of the top uh, five place finishers. So they didn't have to undergo kind of more playoff rounds this time. Uh, their record was good enough to make it to round three. And in round three, they started with a draw against Philippines, but then lost uh, two games to Palestine and somewhat shamefully to Mongolia, uh, who finished ahead of them, uh, leaving them last place in the group. So uh, not close to reaching the Asian Cup uh, this time, as in 2019. Okay, well, that uh, brings us to the end of our look at Yemen. And so we will uh, move to our second team, Sri Lanka, uh, beginning with an overview of their participation and strength. So once again, the graphics look pretty small here, but we will uh, expand on them. Um, okay, but in terms of participation and overall strength, Sri Lanka first entered the Asian Cup in 1972 and the World Cup in 1974 uh, under the name of Ceylon at that time. Their participation in both tournaments was patchy. In the World Cup, they entered and then withdrew in both 1974 and 1978, and actually didn't enter again until 1984. From that time, though, their participation has been con uh, consistent. In Asian Cup competition, after successfully completing qualification in 1972, they didn't enter in 1976, and then uh, two tournaments in a row in 1988 and 1992. Uh, finally, they withdrew in 2007. So put another way, they've been consistent in participation since 1992, except for that 2007 withdrawal. Uh, their participation in all five editions of the AFC Challenge Cup, that's a tournament for weaker Asian teams from 2006 to 2014, uh, was flawless. They were there for everyone. Their participation has been almost flawless in their local competition. That is the, the South Asian Football Federation, or SAF. Uh, the tournament began in 1993 and has 13 editions up to 2021. And uh, they uh, were suspended for the 2023 edition, which is the only uh, time they have uh, not participated. So uh, good participation record there. Whew. Okay, in terms of overall strength, um, they declined from a fourth tier team to a strong fifth tier team and then down to a weak fifth tier team. Now they lose most games, but in the past they have stolen a few points from third tier teams, uh, mostly in the 1980s. 
and uh, also a relatively strong period around 2006. Uh, at that point, they at least dominated other fifth-tier teams and earned some campaign-level achievements as a result, though that is only visible at the low levels of the AFC Challenge Cup and in their local tournament. And uh, actually, this has dropped off in recent times where they struggle even against the weakest of teams. Okay, let's uh, take a closer look at their World Cup uh, overview. Sri Lanka usually doesn't get past the first step of qualification, uh, be it a group stage or a pre preliminary round. They did pass preliminary, oh, I'm having trouble with that word today. <laughs> They did pass preliminary rounds in 2006 and 2022, but uh, were well out of their depth uh, in the following rounds. Uh, despite some campaigns where they lose all games, they have taken points, as we've mentioned, even from some uh, fourth or weak third-tier teams. Only in 1998 and 2002 were these enough to keep them off the bottom of the table. But unfortunately, that has been their fate in all campaigns from 2006. And we'll take a closer look at that in the deep dive. Uh, but here we are continuing with overviews. And so let's look at the uh, regional cup. In Asian Cup competition, Sri Lanka has never come close to reaching the cup. They did earn some good results in early campaigns, most notably a 4-0 win over Singapore in 1980 qualification. However, as time went, their only points came from other fifth-tier teams. Uh, they were thus well suited for the AFC uh, Challenge Cup, a tournament started in 2006 for the weaker team in the region and played in lieu of the Asian Cup. Sri Lanka did actually enter the 2007 Asian Cup, the bigger competition, but they withdrew. Meanwhile, in the first Challenge Cup in 2006, Sri Lanka went undefeated against fifth-tier teams all the way to the final, where they lost to fourth-tier Tajikistan. Sri Lanka continued to dominate fifth-tier teams in qualifying, uh, uh, in qualifying for the Challenge Cup, and they did reach the next two editions. But the level of teams in the tournament uh, uh, grew stiffer, I mean the competition grew stiffer, uh, while they seemed to grow weaker. And they were knocked out at the group stage in the next two, and then failed to qualify for the 2012 and 14 editions. Uh, they and all others returned to the newly formatted 2019 Asian Cup, but having fallen in the preliminary round, they were relegated to the Solidarity Cup. That is a revised version of the Challenge Cup, now specifically for teams knocked out in the early rounds of the uh, Asian Cup qualifying. Um, but anyway, I will stop there because we're going to cover this stuff in the uh, recent games section. So let's move on to the uh, local cup overview. As mentioned, they, were, they are members of the South Asian uh, Football Federation, or SAF. And actually, um, looking at the games at this level, or the tournaments at this level, gives a good measure of Sri Lanka because it's a very weak locality made up of fourth and fifth tier teams. Uh, India is the strongest and they are a fourth tier, sometimes third tier team, but mostly fourth tier. So um, 
This tournament for Sri Lanka also shows a general pattern of growing weaker in recent times, especially. The, uh, they finished second in the first edition in 1993 and actually won the tournament as host in 1995, coming second and then first um, in the first two editions. In the next edition, they finished in the top four, meaning that they passed the group stage. And uh, from then on, they were usually knocked out at the group stage. But in two tournaments in 2008 and 2009, which is a period coinciding with their uh, best results in the AFC Challenge Cup, uh, they passed the group stage uh, again. 2008 and 2009. They only did it one more time in 2015 and uh, otherwise finished uh, knocked out in the group stage. In 2023 though they were suspended by FIFA and uh, it was the only time they didn't participate in the tournament. Okay, let's move on to a deep dive for uh, their World Cup qualification. So Sri Lanka played uh, no games in the uh, aborted 1974 and 1978 campaigns. Uh, in the first, they hadn't been placed into a group before they withdrew, but in the second, they were in a group of six uh, with um, actually all Southeast Asian teams, five other Southeast Asian teams. Um, so uh, after that, they... Uh, uh, didn't enter the next three editions. So really their history begins uh, in 1994 as far as World Cup qualifying goes. Um, this was a five-team group stage in 1994 and they lost all games, uh, including both legs to uh, Bangladesh, who finished ahead of them. Uh, they returned to the World Cup in 1998 for their most competitive campaign. After a loss to group winner Qatar, um, they tied India and beat Philippines for a second place finish in the semi-final round. Uh, this is by far their best result. Uh, 2002 also saw them avoid a last place finish by besting Pakistan. However, they grew weaker after that and have never managed to avoid the bottom spot since. Uh, they passed a preliminary round over Laos in 2006, and they managed home draws with Indonesia and Turkmenistan uh, in the semi-final round, but they still finished five points back in last place. Uh, 2010 saw an impossible pairing in the first round, and they lost both legs to Qatar, though only by a goal in the first leg at home, uh, the preliminary round in uh, 2010 or the first round uh, was not good because it had too many strong teams so the weak teams stood little chance there. Uh, in 2014 the pairing was a little bit better. Uh, they were paired with Philippines um, and uh, once again fell at the preliminary round uh, there and then it went from bad to worse in 2015 uh, sorry, 2018, as they lost both legs to fifth-tier Bhutan, um, both Bhutan and Sri Lanka having been ranked among the sixth-weakest teams in Asia, so not even able to make it past Bhutan there. And uh, we will look at the 2022 campaign uh, when we 
get to it in our recent history, and that actually begins now. But we go back to the Asian Cup in 2019 to look at their recent history. So uh, there we saw um, that they were knocked out uh, in the preliminary round. We saw that actually in 2018 World Cup qualifying because that made up the first two rounds of 2019 Asian Cup qualifying too. So they were knocked out by uh, Bhutan, as we saw. So they uh, were kind of, I don't want to say demoted, but uh, a tournament exists for those knocked out in uh, early in Asian Cup qualifying. And um, it's called the Solidarity Cup. And it's actually, uh, this one was played in 2016. Uh, which was shortly after that preliminary round. So uh, Solidarity Cup 2016, uh, usually played among the weakest teams in the region. And in that tournament, um, uh, they lost the first two games to Laos and Mongolia and only managed to draw with Macau. So finished last in the group stage, uh, as you can see, uh, Sri Lanka now looking very weak, even amongst the weakest teams in Asia. Uh, their next tournament was their local cup in 2021, the SAF Cup, or South Asian football teams. And uh, here too, uh, they looked very weak among the weak and lost to uh, Bangladesh, Nepal, and Maldives. Uh, kind of ironically that the one game they did earn points in was against the strongest team in the region, India, they earned a draw there, but finished last of five in the group, well behind uh, the other teams there. 2022 Asian Cup actually saw them pass the first round, but it was really uh, a stroke of fortune there. Um, they uh, were paired with Macau in the uh, preliminary round, and they lost the first leg in Macau, only one nothing though. Uh, so they had a chance going into the second round, which was played at home. However, Macau uh, refused to travel to Sri Lanka. They thought it was unsafe because there had been a bombing there. Uh, however, FIFA did not uh, agree with them on this and awarded the game to Sri Lanka 3-0. So uh, Sri Lanka kind of passed without having to play the second game, and they reached the second round there. Um, despite mostly respectable scorelines in, in the semi-final round, especially a competitive 2-3 loss away in Lebanon, uh, they were out of their league here and they lost all games. They didn't finish last, however, thanks to the withdrawal uh, of North Korea. So they finished fourth of five in round two of three, and that actually does become significant uh, when it comes to uh, 2023 Asian Cup qualifying, which we will get to uh, shortly. But first, we're going to look at their local cup in 2023, uh, the SAF Cup, but not much to look at there because they were under suspension and so they didn't participate in it. So we do go to the 2023 Asian Cup qualifying. And just to remind you, the 2022 World Cup qualifying uh, that made up the first two rounds saw them uh, basically awarded the uh, win over Macau in the preliminary round and um, losing all games in the second round, but not finishing last because of North Korea's withdrawal. So actually, because of that, despite earning no points, uh, they, uh, they 
a fourth place finish earned them promotion to the following round, round three of three. Had North Korea not drawn out, they would have uh, had not withdrawn, I should say, they would have finished last in the group and then had to go to playoff rounds and probably the uh, Solidarity Cup. But uh, uh, they made it through to round three where they lost all three games. I got to say, uh, fairly respectable scorelines here, a 3 nothing loss to Uzbekistan and a 2 nothing loss to Sri Lanka, uh, to uh, Thailand are uh, fairly competitive scorelines. However, a one nothing loss to Maldives. Uh, Maldives is a fourth-tier team, so a bit stronger than Sri Lanka. Uh, they finished fourth in the group behind Maldives there. Okay, well, that brings us to the end of part two, the long section, uh, the history of the teams. And now we jump to part three, where we look at uh, the teams in comparison to each other. So let's begin with the pot numbers. The uh, uh, bottom 20 teams in, in the region had to play in the preliminary round. So the bottom 10 were in uh, pot two. And uh, I, anyway, they were divided into two pots of 10. Uh, Yemen was in pot one, and they were the uh, in the middle of that pot, uh, 31st in Asia. Uh, Sri Lanka, on the other hand, was the bottom of pot two, making them, uh, at this point, the weakest team in Asia. They were uh, 46th uh, in Asia, and um, so obviously a lot weaker. In terms of the FIFA rankings, Yemen uh, is 156 and Sri Lanka is 207. Um, those are the most recent ones, rather than uh, uh, having changed a little bit since the pots were drawn. Uh, in ELO rankings, it's pretty much the same. Yemen is 177, and Sri Lanka is 224. So in both cases, they're uh, 50 to 60 points apart. So Yemen looking uh, very much the stronger team here. In terms of their ranking over time, uh, Yemen shows a pattern of kind of improving uh, in their rankings around um, uh, 2017, uh, but then falling back to uh, uh, to a weaker, falling about 20 or 30 points uh, to where it is today. That is not as uh, extreme in ELO rankings as in FIFA rankings, but it does roughly show the same pattern. And in fact, uh, while FIFA rankings have them ahead of where they were 10 years ago, um, the ELO rankings show that they've gotten uh, even weaker uh, over the last 10 years. However, uh, they never drop below, um, uh, uh, they never drop down to where Sri Lanka is. Uh, Sri Lanka's pattern, uh, on the other hand, over time, is over the last 10 years, is one of kind of growing steadily weaker, uh, as we noted when they talked about them. So uh, from um, at times looking like a strong fifth-tier team, they now look like one of the weakest teams uh, in the region. And that's uh, shown uh, when they play against other weak teams, they tend to lose uh, to everyone now. Uh, in terms of the head-to-head -head ranking, Yemen and Sri Lanka have never met, at least in um, World Cup or Asian Cup uh, qualifying. Um, and so there's no record to talk about there. The last thing we look at is the odds. And unfortunately, we couldn't find odds 
uh, that kind of covered both games or the set as a whole. Uh, we could only find odds for the first game, uh, which sees Yemen at home. So they have that advantage over and above all the other advantages that they have here. Uh, so the odds makers are giving Yemen 88% uh, chance of winning at home and uh, Sri Lanka just a 5% chance of winning in Yemen. And again, we won't get into why that doesn't add up to 100%. But um, uh, even if Sri Lanka is at home, I, I still guess that Yemen uh, will be the favourites. And maybe that brings us into the uh, discussion part of the uh, of the. Um, uh, of the media cast here. So uh, honestly, this is one of, uh, one of the most one-sided sets of the preliminary. And it's kind of a problem we saw in 2018 and 2022 that 12 teams were involved in the preliminary round. So teams are more likely to face a, uh, another team that's of a similar level. When it's expanded to 20 like this, you get uh, mismatches. So uh, Yemen is... Um, uh, far stronger than Sri Lanka, and poor Sri Lanka really doesn't stand a chance here, um, despite uh, Yemen kind of growing weaker over the uh, past little while. They, they haven't come uh, close to where Sri Lanka is in terms of weakness. So a really one-sided pairing here, and it would be an utter shock uh, if Sri Lanka overcame uh, Yemen here. Um, they might have had a chance in a more limited field. So it looks like the uh, end of the World Cup after this round for them. And as far as Asian Cup qualifying goes, um, the Solidarity Cup uh, for Sri Lanka. Okay, that brings us to the end of set seven, Yemen versus Sri Lanka. And we look forward to meeting you when we look at set eight, Indonesia versus Brunei. We would like to thank Pixabay and Amaxi for the use of the music in this series titled Caledon or Caledon's Loop Beat.